Hey guys, welcome back to part two of the episode with Andrea Donnelly. If you haven't listened to part one yet, make sure you go listen to part one before you listen to this episode so it makes sense for you. I hope you guys had a great weekend and a great Labor Day. We decided to give ourselves another day off here and came back for the following day. So you're not crazy. It's not supposed to be. Um, it is supposed to be, excuse me, Tuesday, not Wednesday. Uh, so if you're listening and you're like, wait, when did this air? Or actually, normally, obviously, it airs on a Monday. Um, but it, <laughs> I'm making this really complicated. Uh, my point being, we decided to take the extra day off with the holiday, and we are now back on Wednesday, and then a new episode will drop on Friday. But today is Andrew Donnelly's part two episode, so make sure you listen to part one before you catch up and listen to part two Guys, we get deep again. We go deep on the collective, what's coming, all about kind of trusting in God and the universe, what is, you know, coming in the future, what people are going to have to wake up to, the truth, and just so much more. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. As always, please make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to a podcast, subscribe to Everything with Ali Levine, take a screenshot, tag Everything with Ali Levine, and tag Ali Levine Design so we can share it and share the love. Share it with a friend if you guys really love this episode or you feel like maybe there's something they want to learn. And definitely check out Andrew and give her a follow. Everything is in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. You guys had a great weekend and Labor Day. Shana Toba to those um, celebrating. Happy sweet new year. Let's um, pray for a beautiful sweet new year of truth and coming together and love and compassion. And uh, yeah, and it was a new moon. So I hope you guys set your intentions and uh, are going in for a great rest of your week. All right, guys, I will talk to you soon. Bye. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being. All real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. It doesn't mean that my life has been easy or that I get to skate through things. You know, like there are just these ways that we have to really just be okay being uncomfortable. And I think that that is like a lot of the spiritual journey is you have to look at some hard truths about yourself, about our culture, about the ways that we have been taught to become so disconnected from our own intuition. And we're, we've been told so much that we have to look outside of ourselves and look to like institutions and systems to help us. And one thing that for me was always, my parents were peace activists. That's how they met. Like literally from the time I was in the womb, I was like out on the streets marching for justice. <laughs> and so I also had a very clear understanding that like from a historical perspective that that the the narrative basically that we were sold was not accurate like my mom did a lot of uh, work with central america like just helping like during the 1980s there was a lot of just like horrible horrible stuff happening and she was really committed to to doing this work for peace and so i always knew like what was really happening in a lot of ways and so i also never 
And because of the rockiness of my own life and sort of the chaos of it, I also never really benefited from a lot of those like societal systems that other people benefit from, which was sucked in so many ways. But I'll tell you, like, there is a lot of beauty in having to truly always like be your own rainy day fund because you get really clear about, and I'm not, you know, even now I'm still, it's always a process, but I'm able to be really authentic. And I always have been because I never really had the same like systems of family. You know, it wasn't, it was kind of like, well, I'm going to like try this thing out. And if it doesn't work, like I'm going to have to figure out the solution anyway. So at some point I realized I might as well do what I wanted, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, and I think that's really important too, what you just touched on of like, besides the work, but also realizing the systems and the societal norms around us and what we've been told, like you said, to look to the outside, to look to institutions for guidance versus looking within ourselves. And I think so much of our unlearning right now, for those of us who are awake or are awakening, we're realizing that everything we've ever been taught is a lie. <laughs> And that there's so much unlearning and relearning to do to be able to progress and further understand. And so this kind of next like question I have for you, because obviously you've been kind of going through that your whole life. You just spoke to that. And obviously I only went through it recently and I'm still going through it for those that are listening that are kind of like just waking up or they're on the precipice of waking up. You know, how do you kind of explain this unlearning and this higher consciousness? Because I feel like, to be honest, for some people, like I've gotten so many DMs lately, and I know I've told you that when we did my reading, but, you know, obviously some good, some bad, um, you know, as far as people being like, what are you talking about? What's going on? And then others who are like, you know, I noticed some things are off, but I don't really get it. And I'm trying to understand, you know, I, I guess my question is like, how do you start to explain the unlearning and the um, collapsing of our systems right now and what's actually going on and why there is so much chaos in the world right now? Well, we have really, right, we really got ourselves in quite the mess on this planet. Like we relinquished our self-sovereignty for thousands and thousands of years. And the the problems that this planet, the things that we're seeing, right? The environmental devastation, the poverty, the war, these, these ways that like things are really, really, really out of sync on this planet. And we have the solutions to, we, I really have always believed that we would be able to, again, this steps back into me being a Pollyanna, but that ever hopeful, I knew, I always knew that something like this was going to happen. Like I was reading conspiracy books in my <laughs> teens, you know, I, like, I, I was like, I was there for it. Right. Cause I told you, I had that like very deep historical understanding, especially of like us imperialism and all of that. And so I had that background. And so it was, for me, it was like a logical next step. You know, I was like, well, if I'm, you know, reading this thing over here, it's not like that far of a jump over into the, the other stuff. And I just knew that even the craziest stuff, I could just feel, I've always been able to feel very deeply into the truth. 
you know, clear cognizance is not a skill set that has been highly valued <laughs> on this planet, right? Like people were literally burned at the stake for using their intuition. And so we have a lot of wounds that are coming up in a way we do not understand because we are not, nobody talks to us about epigenetics, right? In mice, they have discovered that it goes back 13 generations in terms of like actually inheriting memories from our ancestors. And we are 99 point what, like 999% genetically identical to like all other life on this planet. If it's true for mice, it's likely true for us. That's probably not the difference, right? Is that we don't inherit the, the junk from our families. But like, we're not just carrying around the weight of our own experience. We're carrying around the weight of the fact that especially for people in the United States, our families likely had to leave in, in trauma and tragedy from the place that they were originally from because of starvation, because of lack of opportunity. And then we came to this country that had once been a place that millions and millions and millions of people once flourished and lived in and respected the land and everything has just fallen so deeply out of whack. Like we've forgotten how much trauma our families lived through, but that also we have the capacity at this point from a healing perspective through the work that you're talking about doing, we're able to like move through that. And that is, I feel like what everyone alive, whether we remember it or not, that is what every one of us signed up to do was to help transmute and really do as much as we possibly could to clear our genetic lineage, to make room for where we're going. Because where we're going, we cannot carry that sort of trauma and pain. And the only way that you can go where we're going from like a big spirit, like 5D, really living in tune with that quantum field, the way that you get to that point is by showing up for yourself, is by saying like, this is hyper fucking uncomfortable. It's hard to look at like all the mistakes that I, I mean, my own life, like my God, I don't even, when I, when I started doing this and I started like talking more about this stuff publicly and, you know, I have had a lot of friends decide that they're not, that they can't, understand or abide by what I'm doing. And I have lost people that I loved for like 20 years, you know, who are just like, you've gone crazy, like, no, thank you anymore of this with you. And, and that was, that was really hard because I think that that also for a lot of people, and I know that was like the most long-winded way of answering your question, but I feel like that for a lot of people and that, 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 that point, that sticking point of like potentially losing people can make it really hard and really scary to like show up for yourself, right? Because you're going to piss people off, especially now, no matter what. I mean, I would say the grandest irony that we're witnessing right now is that no matter where people fall on any opinion at this point, pretty much they think that the person on the opposite side has lost their friggin' mind. So at some point, we all have to also say, okay, the old ways don't work. We know that fighting with each other, the infighting, the blaming things on one another instead of looking up or looking down or looking sideways and really looking at things from that bird's eye view from above and being able to say, why are like, what is actually happening? It's alienating and it's scary and you lose people, you lose in your, you know, in your case, like 
sometimes people will feel really inspired by what you're sharing. And other times people will be like, that is nutter butters. And I don't like, care to, you know, but I feel like that's what we really most, most, most need to make room for is for people to cohabitate the earth with us and experience different things because we're at a point in human history where we can no longer try to make other people change to make us feel comfortable. We have done that on an individual and a collective level in too many ways. I mean, you and I could talk about that for like the rest of our lives, right? And so it's really time to, to truly wake up, to wake up and say, all right, like maybe I don't agree with my own or my friend or my cousin or my neighbor, but fighting with them and alienating them and cutting them off and cutting them out of my life because they don't agree with me. Like, ah, you know, I'm not advocating for people to stay in narcissistic and abusive relationships. But on the flip side, what we've witnessed, especially in the past year is very unsettling because it's just, there's an unkindness to it that as someone who, you know, has always talked to the animals, like the animals get along with each other. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> the animals get along with the fuck are we doing? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I completely agree <laughs> with you. And I think that if we're seeing so much of what you were saying with the you know, the, the unlearning and so much shifting and realizing we're doing so much wrong. We have been, and there's so much trauma to work through. And I think that, you know, and what you were saying of like the fighting and the alienating and thinking this person's nuts, you know, like I'm guilty of it too. And, you know, I think that a part of that is programming in my opinion of like what we've been shown and, you know, to do and how to act and, and how to be and, really drilling into us like how much um different we are from each other but also at the same time supposed to be like so alike in such a weird way um and I think it's caused just a lot of friction and a lot of questioning and people being instead of like you said instead of going inward and being like I'm going to look at my trauma and reflect and realize we're essentially mirrors of one another instead I'm just projecting out and just blaming 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 and you know not being so um, kind in the way I'm responding. And so it's, it's interesting when you say that with the animals, like they, they all get along and it's like, so, so what are we doing? So we know this doesn't work, right? It's very obvious that this hasn't been working, especially now we know it's not working. So where do you see, where do you feel, where have you channeled that the collective is going? What is coming next, you know, um, in that sense? And, and what would you share um, that you want the collective to know and understand when it comes to, you know, this new earth, when it comes to 5D consciousness, when it comes to um, relationships, you know, with one another. I mean, there's so much, but is there anything that you have received in channeling? Is there anything you want to tell as far as a message? I would love for you to share. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I have a feeling that I might end up channeling some light language for everyone. Um, so if that happens, it'll just happen. Um, and if that happens, it'll just be like a really beautiful healing. So that'll be cool. Um, but I, um, I think that we're in for 
a complicated next couple of years. I, I do not think that the, I would say that, you know, anyone, <laughs> anyone could very easily say and see that last year was very complex and very hard. And this year, oh my word, this year just, this year hasn't a lot of felt, I have said it on my newsletter, which I send out about once a week, it has felt relentless. Like there has been, there have been these ways where we're, we're really getting a lot of opportunity to move through the things that we cannot bring with us. And if we do not listen if we do not hear our guides, if we do not listen to our soul, our higher self, what, however you want to perceive that, then we end up in situations that are really out of sync with our authenticity, our integrity, and with what's really going to work for us. And so that is just going to become, I feel like from my perspective and what I was always shown about this time was that it was going to be a time of incredible rebirth, a lot of pain a lot of complexity, but when things, we're basically phoenixing the entire planet right now. So these systems that we have become dependent on in a lot of ways, which have served some people certainly, but in a lot of ways, you know, I mean, from an economic perspective, like we, this planet has been struggling for a very long time in terms from equality issues, from justice issues, like these systems that are in place, they don't even serve the people who they ostensibly benefit, right? Like at this point, you can look at a picture of like anyone in charge, no one looks happy, like no one looks like they're having a good time. And so <laughs> I feel like we're really at a point right now where it was prophesized by every religion, by a million different people, powerful, powerful psychics, that this was going to be a time of really wild, profound spiritual awakening, and that it was going to be unstoppable, right? That there was just a way that the energetics of the earth herself were going to change at this point in human history. And I can see it and I can feel it. And I can like, because I'm so tapped into the like vibrations and sound, and I can really like communicate with so many different realms and dimensions and like galaxies. I <clears throat> have been watching so many, so many more people wake up to this, right? Like we have a long way to go and I'm not, I'm not minimizing that, but there's this other way that like, how fucking cool is it that like you get to have this be a, a huge part of the work that you do. You get to interview people and talk to them about spirit. Like when I was a you know, 20 something person learning how to do the flower of life meditation. It was me and no disrespect to Dranvelo's students and followers, but it was, you know, it was me and my sister, my college, my ex-college partner. And then like people who were 50 and 60 and were in a really different place of their life. The fact that this is what's happening now, to me, I'm like, it's like Disney World every day. Like <laughs> to the fact that we're just even at like the tip of the iceberg where people are starting to realize that this stuff is really potent and it will change you. I mean, that's the thing too, is I feel like once people can get past the incredulity and the skepticism and the like social conditioning that like spirituality is crazy, you know, for crazy people, blah, 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 like that whole narrative or, you know, from the religious perspective, again, the craziness about because it was a wave of 
suppressing our very deep innate birthright, which is that we have a direct connection to God. We don't need anybody to translate for us. If we want that, if we want a teacher, if we want to like go to church, if we want to like thrive in a community like that, there are ways that that we're going to, what I see us moving into is that we're basically going to move into a point where even though the next couple of years are going to be hard, I think they're going to be really hard. And I think the answer, the answer to the things that are going to come up for people is that people need to get spiritually correct. That's going to be the thing that solves their problems. Cause you know, you moved this year. I know you've talked about it and there are, there are these ways that like, I know you mentioned that like none of the way that you, you just knew that it was going to work. And it was essentially a huge trust fall. And I feel like that is in so many ways where we're going. And the faster you can do the work to connect to your team of guides and to God and to really listening to your own heart, then your life as we keep moving through the eye of the needle is going to be, it's not that your life is going to be perfect, but you're going to be more resilient. And all of that external chaos is not going to affect you in the same way because you realize that you are you are <clears throat> essentially like in the world but you're not necessarily like of it in the same way that you're letting yourself get like completely overwhelmed by the news and getting so sucked into like those repetitive cycles of trauma and drama and you're able to be like you know what it's not that I'm not going to be informed I'm still going to be a very informed person but I'm also going to have good boundaries and I'm going to use my discernment and I'm start going I'm going to start to pay attention to what does something feel like, right? We're told that it's about like what someone says, but the real truth is in the actions and in the energy. And you can, we can all say whatever we want. Like I can be like, oh, I'm six feet tall. And you know, like I am definitely <laughs> not, I'm definitely five, four, uh, like to the nose, comically to the nose. And I could, wear stilts and tell everybody that I'm six feet tall. But if people really looked at me, they would know that that was not accurate. And so I feel like there's also this way that the spiritual work really does enable you to fine tune that sense, right? We, we always, my grandmother called it, um, <clears throat> you know, the feeling when you were like, no, something intuitively isn't good was that she called it like it would raise the heckles on your spine right? That like the, the, the way that you get the like chills, like chills. in your back yeah, or in your gut. Yeah. The goosebumps when you know that something is out of alignment and people need to start really listening to that right now, like more than ever, it's perhaps the most important thing that anyone could do right now. Wow. So, so you think that as far as like where we're going and the way things are, it's going to continue to, uh, so I understand is going to continue to be more chaotic. It's going to continue to kind of kick up what's going on in order for us to move through it, kind of move through the shadow to see it and continue to rise above it. And at the same time, to start to really use our own discernment and like you said, get spiritually correct and really get aligned with God to be able to not only um, see what's going on and understand it and rise above it and move through it, but also to be able to, um, I guess, 
uh, see it from your higher self and know that yes, it is happening, but it's not, you know, necessarily affecting you on the level that you just spoke about if you are doing the work and if you are showing up for yourself and, and, you know, you're moving through it easier and it's not feeling as heavy because you're not as in it. Whereas others who maybe are still asleep and are very much using their brain and cognitive dissonance and not allowing themselves to feel and tap into themselves and really ask what resonates. Those are going to be more stuck in this chaotic sense of what we're going through. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think we're in for a, a rocky couple of years. I mean, I, I, the past two have certainly not been easy for us as a collective. Um, and I understand that. And I, I think that there is an, I think that we are going to reach a point. It's probably not going to happen for another like couple of years, but I think we are going to really start to see some like profound, beautiful shifts. We're already seeing them. Even if we're not like, there are ways that we really are moving into something much better. And so there, we're basically like witnessing societal collapse and these systems don't support life. These systems do not steward the planet they do not move in tune with our own bodies and our own needs and with the plants and the animals. And we, if we kept up like this, we would extinct ourselves and we would completely destroy the planet. And there are timelines where like, I have seen that that, like there are, there are realities where that could have happened. Like we really, we've been, we've been able to really shift a lot very quickly and avoid catastrophe, in my opinion, from a spiritual perspective, a lot, because the thing about humans is that we're wild cards. Like you can, you can be the most asleep person. And then all of a sudden one day you're just like, well, things have shifted for me and I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And instead of doing the same dumbass thing, I've done, I'm talking about myself, by the way, I'm not talking anyone else. You know, you're like, wow, like I've been making really stupid choices for the past however long. Like I was shown, I have been going through some really wild pattern breaks myself and I was shown my guides are like, do not, they, you know, they're like you, sometimes they literally say to me, Allie, when I'm like being, if I'm being shy or I get nervous or like, you know, I don't want to like, they'll tell me like, you have to reach out to this, you know, person and like, tell them you want to interview, like whatever. They have all these things they're always telling me to do. And there are moments where, especially when I started my business, I was like, oh, you don't want to do those things, ah, you know? And they, they say this thing to me, which makes me and like everyone I work with who's heard me say this laugh uproariously, but it's true. And really tuck this into your head and ask yourself this question. Are you a wizard or are you a weenie? are you a wizard or are you a lady? And like, I'm always like, no, I'm a wizard. <laughs> I'm a wizard. I can do this. <laughs> like, I, I'm not being a weenie anymore. And I feel like that's the thing is like, we're to have things go well for you and for your family and for your communities. We have to stop trying to control everything. We have to start, stop trying to know everything. We cannot micromanage ourselves or anyone else into success or beauty or true stewardship of this planet. Like the way that we're really able to make huge shifts is by basically embracing life as a trust fall. 
and saying, I'm listening to the guidance, I'm paying attention to it. And so after these next couple of years, as we start to see things to really like, we're going to see a lot more system. I mean, it feels like things have collapsed already, but I think that we're going to see a lot more, a lot more systemic collapse. And from that, I really believe that there is going to be just a profound, beautiful golden age and like nothing that this planet has ever known before. Like where we're going, I've seen it in my meditation. I have felt it. I, I just, there is so, oh yeah. Okay. So I know I had said that I thought that there might be some light language for, um, for you all. Um, is it okay, Allie, if I just like let the thing that's coming through? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So you guys, if you are, um, if you are driving, um, you can listen to this, but just like, you may, you may want to come back to it. It might be, it might be a little much if you're driving, like perhaps pause this and come back to it. Um, because sometimes people go into really intense, like trance states very quickly from light language. So you just want to be aware of it. Um, okay. All right. So I am grounded deep into the earth and high into the heavens. And everything that comes through right now in this moment is for just the highest good of everyone listening now, everyone listening in the future. May this really help to just medicine you need now in this moment. My guides want to just remind everyone that whatever you're being called to do right now, whether it's learn a new language or move to a new state, pursue a new career, like I said, learn a new skill set, really take the risk on yourself right now. We are truly our or I said it earlier, but we are, you are your rainy day fund. And there is no better investment that you can possibly make for yourself, for your community, for your family, than to really, really, really lean into those nudges that we know all of you are getting. So listen, listen to your guides, listen to the whispers from your own heart, listen to the earth herself. There is so much wisdom. There's so much opportunity. Find the teachers, find the people who are going to help you remember, find the people who are going to help you really get aligned into a, a way of being able to be resilient in the face of what is coming. And again, just, I, I really, I appreciate my guides so much for, um, for just sharing all of that with you guys. And, you know, from my perspective, I just really want to encourage everyone to just take those risks on yourself. Like if someone is listening and they want to 
you know, work more with me. I super encourage you and, and whatever it is that you're being drawn to, whether it's meditation or breath work or healing, or, I mean, even going to, going to design school, like learning how to play soccer, like whatever the things are that you're getting the hits about, it's time to really start respecting that there's more to life than just what we've been taught. Wow. I powerful. Yeah. And that light language was wild. When I went into the song, um, that was, that was Archangel Sandolphin. And he comes through sometimes after I channel light language with just these tones that are so healing. And, and I am not always so, um, usually I try to do a little bit of a better transition out of it and give people time to like come back to their bodies. But there is this way right now that like, there is a sense of urgency. So when I like went right into that message, I feel like it's just, it's really, it's important for people to really, really start to listen to their own hearts and just take the leaps. I've been told I can't spend another winter in New England. I had severe, severe, debilitating chronic pain for years from nerve issues. I had a back surgery in 2018. And as I started to get better from a physical perspective, I do a lot. I call it my meditation medication routine, but it's, you know, I do a lot to manage it, but my health has changed a lot. And I know for sure that getting really serious with myself about my gifts and my talents and really starting to lean into the things that I knew would help me. Like I always knew I was an energy healer. I knew that music was super powerful. I have crystal bowls I use in my work. Like there are these ways that it was really scary for me to put myself out there and like be this person who is very silly and, you know, is perceived by many as being a total clown and a fool, but there is just something about listening to those whispers from the heart, because once you start to do it, you really do tap into that, again, that word joy. And that is what's going to carry us through until we can get to that brighter tomorrow, because the brighter tomorrow is coming. But there's some time in between. And as we Phoenix as a society, right? Like, are you going to let the chaos of the external world drag you down? Or are you going to say, you know what? Fuck this. Like I incarnated at this time for a reason. They're like, this is an honor. And I think that's another thing. And I, I certainly fall prey to this myself, but we forget that like, we really, really wanted to be here for this time. This was not <laughs> a lot of, right? Like it can seem insane. Like why would anybody choose to be living through what we're going through? But there's this other way where it's just like, this is a profound opportunity for growth because all the trauma really does. It essentially punches you in the heart. The thing about getting punched in the heart is when something cracks, it opens room for tons of light to shine in, right? So there's, and that is like a metaphor that has been used in spiritual stuff forever. But that is, there is a lot of truth to that, that like the trauma really does help us get back to center. <clears throat> so are you going to take the time that you have now to totally reframe your life and listen to what you're being called to do? Or are you going to keep relying on those external systems, which were never built to help you 
and will not like there's just a way where it's like really time to get real with ourselves so wow that was so powerful and thank you for bringing that in when you received that I felt the energy with that I'm curious so when you were first making those sounds that was the channeling that you were doing correct yeah yeah that was that was the elegant gibberish that's the light language and it is it's from the stars. It's channeled from the stars. It comes right from prime creator. It's, it's basically just like the language of all of our hearts. It's a, it's a way there's something about it that it really is just such powerful medicine because it, it pinpoints whatever it is that the recipient needs. Like that to me is what is always wildest with light language is the things that people tell me that they experience. Like, I can't wait. If you guys listen to the, listen to this and have like a wild experience, please send me an email or like reach out to me on Instagram. I want, I love to hear about the things that happen because the, the light language, when we were talking at the beginning, that story about the dolphins, that was brought on by me channeling some light language and the person playing it out loud. So I can't wait to hear the kinds of things that will happen because you will, you talked about it at the beginning, you know, when you do a session with me, things get, everything comes up. It's a, even just doing one session with me, people's lives are never the same again, because there are these ways that like, I can see so much about people's truth. And I basically time travel with you to your best future. And then we're able to like bring all of that back into the present moment and and figure out how I align people into that like greatest potential essentially because I can look at a person and be like oh my god like this is what you are capable of so like let's fucking figure out how to get there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's so interesting when you when you were doing the channeling I could like it the just the sound and the way it was it was very 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 interesting I've only experienced that a few times with a few different people and it's so interesting to see how everyone you know has it obviously differently too and then how it comes through but it all has that same kind of um harmonious really soft beautiful what you were just speaking to even though it is different um in in the the actual sounds and the words and, and the verbiage and everything it's so it's so fascinating um, and so you spoke to, so we're going to go through some rockiness. Um, you said the society, you know, collapsing essentially, which I've been very much feeling too. And I've seen a lot of my own downloads and everything. When you speak about the systems collapsing, is there anything um, specific or anything that you would um, maybe want to bring into awareness for those that are uh, listening and, you know, interested or intrigued of like, you know, this particular system is going to most likely crash in front of us or these particular systems, you know, just to put, I guess, um, the message I'm getting is like a little bit more context to it versus leaving it so open-ended for people just to be like, oh, okay, so there's going to be change and things are just going to collapse. It's like, what's the bigger part of that? What's the deeper um, details that you would, that you would say that you've been seeing? 
I think especially from an economic perspective, things are going to get really even more rocky than whatever it is that we've experienced. Um, I think that there is going to be a lot more financial collapse on this planet. I mean, we it's been a long time coming, right? In my own life, I've witnessed a number. I graduated from college into one of the worst economies. They thought, they thought at the time it was one of the worst economies that had ever we'd ever experienced. We didn't realize that there was going to be, you know, there were going to be like every 10 years, essentially, there will be some other thing that caused all of this financial turmoil. And so I think we're going to witness a lot more financial collapse. And I think that for one of the reasons why my guides can be like almost a little harpy about being, you know, with my clients and with me and with, with like just the messages I get for the collective, they're like, they say that thing, like you are your rainy day fund over and over and over again. So whatever, you know, you can think of it as being a prepper or whatever you, however you want to frame it. But I think it's important that if you're getting nudges to do certain things, whether it's stock up on extra food or, you know, get yourself a good water filter. Like there are certain things that you might be getting really strong nudges to do. And it is important for us to like heed those very strong, excellent words of advice. So I feel like we need to be really practical right now also, as much as I love like the whimsy and the joy and all of that, there's a way that like I can see that we need to be very practical in a lot of ways right now in particular, because the things that we have relied on, I who knows how much longer we're going to be able to rely on them. You know, we're witnessing like chaos in our healthcare systems, chaos in our education systems. Like, is there any system that's not going through like massive upheaval and change? And no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, people are not one thing that you can, that it can be said pretty easily is that no matter where you fall, people, no one is happy with how things are. And I feel like that is really indicative of just how badly things have needed to change. And having these systems die is not going to be pretty. It hasn't been pretty. It's not going to be pretty. And the, the truth is, though, that if you think of it as kind of like ripping like a Band-Aid off, you know, ripping a Band-Aid off sucks. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. Right? Especially when you do it slow. It's like, ooh, like you just want to right. rip it off. Yeah, yeah. Right? When you do it slowly and you're like, oh, it's like even worse. There's this way where like we're all, it's part of that trust fall where it's like rip the Band-Aid off. We have to fix these systems. They do not move in tune with any of us. They do not, they are from a, from a galactic perspective. I channel a lot of beings from other places, a lot of just like really beautiful star. I have an incredible star family from Arcturus and the Pleiades and just from just incredible, incredible, incredible guides. And they are they're really excited about this. They're really excited about what a profound opportunity we have to rebuild things in 
a way that moves in tune with not just us, but with like the greater world, the greater like gout, like there's so much life. The, the human arrogance to think that we are somehow the only like conscious life, like we already understand that not to be true because of a lot of research that's been done about animal intelligence, even if people wanna keep pretending that. But the arrogance of imagining that the amount of space that we already know exists would somehow be populated by nothing. Like, I don't even, that doesn't even make, that makes no sense to me <laughs> from just a, like, it seems improbable, like, right? Like, how would that be the case that we would be the only sentient life? Like, that doesn't really make sense. So the other thing that we're really witnessing and the reason these systems have to collapse is because we're basically re-entering galactic society. And all you need to do is go to CNN.com and type in like Pentagon UFOs and you will get a lot of evidence about the fact that like, at least in the US for sure, our government has known about star beings for a very long time. There's a ton of evidence from the military and from our government. And if people wanna pretend that it's not real or it's not happening, then I, I guess, that that's a decision to, that, that can be made. But for the people who are making that decision, it's kind of like the very slow ripping off of the Band-Aid because you're going to have to take it off either way. If you just rip it off and you're like, all right, it's over now. Like I can get into the healing. I can get into the like regrowth. I can get into the like newness of it all. There is a lot of really wild stuff that we're going to keep on seeing. And it's really interesting to like live through, I think, as someone who is very interested in aliens, I call myself an alien hobbyist. Um, so, you know, like a lot of the stuff I read, I spend so much time like reading and listening to channels and like doing all of this stuff. Cause to me, that's what always made me feel at home. I never felt at home anywhere. As I mentioned to you, like, I love this planet so much, but I never felt like at ease or, you know, like I was really grounded. But when I listened to like, you know, Bringers of the Dawn is one of my favorite books. And when I listened to Bringers of the Dawn, which Barbara Marciniak channeled uh, many years ago, when I listened to that, I feel like really comforted and really taken care of and really seen. And so I think that's the other thing that we're really going to witness. And I laugh because, again, I feel like if you're not, if you're last year, at some point during the summer of last year, I sent a bunch of my friends, we were on a text chain and these are people I had known for like 17 years. And I can't remember like why this came up, but I had just seen CNN had, again, CNN, <laughs> CNN had just released another thing about like verified information from the Pentagon confirming that some such UFO information was like real footage. And I sent it out to these friends of mine who I had known forever. And I was like, did you guys see this? Like, is everybody, it just feels like everyone's kind of pretending that like the Pentagon didn't just say this thing about UFOs. Like what is going on? Little crickets, Ali, not even one of them responded. They were so <laughs> caught up in like the, the drama and the chaos of last year that they didn't even, they just were like, it was like, boop. Like, Which our systems I, bet on, right? Like our systems knew that and they bet uh, on that. They bet on people being in trauma. They bet on them being in chaos. We have been in chaos. So it was almost like 
yeah, we can release this because there's so many distractions. They're not really going to pay attention and take it in consciously anyways. Yeah, I know. And it is from a disclosure perspective, it's so surreal because like, they are, they're completely capitalizing just exactly as you, as you described it. They're like, well, like it's time from a galactic perspective. They can't keep the lid on it anymore either. I mean, just from a, from a, you know, from the perspective of how much help we have also. And that's one thing I really, my guides are like, really want me to encourage everyone listening to this. One of the easiest things that anyone can do for themselves or for this planet right now is to just ask for help. Ask for help from your team of benevolent love and light. You can get all flowery with it. You can make it into a whole thing. I have a bunch of like meditations and prayers that like people can find in various spots of mine um, that people are welcome to use to like help to tap into that. But there's this other way where it can just literally be the most simple thing ever of just being like, I really need help right now. The earth really needs help right now. Please help me help my community, help my family, help the animals and the earth herself. And like, please just help me. And when we can do that, when we open those doors to all of our ancestors, all of our galactic family, like we have all of these systems that, that can help us, but they can't help us unless we let them and unless we ask. So it's like one of those things where you have to be awake enough to realize that you need the help. But then once you can start, I mean, I pray, especially recently, I'm sure you've seen it too, because you are doing this work and you are a co-creator, a conscious co-creator. The speed at which we can change things right now is That's crazy. And the speed in general of just the days and the weeks and the month. I mean, it's like, I feel like in the last couple of months, the timeline has just started flying, like flying. It's not even, it doesn't even, um, like we don't even have, okay. The way that this really brilliant, wonderful woman, whose name is Judy Callie, who I did a session with um, earlier this year, she described it as, um, cause I felt that way. I've like felt for a long time that like time has just been changing so much, especially this year. It, it's really different than it was. And she described, she was like, yes, like you're totally right about that. We were talking about it during a session and she was like, yeah, you know, honestly, like my guides have shown me that what we, you know, we used to have like 24 hours in a day. And at this point we really have, what was it? She said something like this was in March. She was like, you know, I think like now a day is really worth like six hours or something, you know? And so it's almost like inflation, right? Like what a dollar was worth when we were kids is not what a dollar is worth now. What a day was worth, even what a day was worth last year is not the same. So my brother said it to me the other day, he looked at me completely incredulous and he, because Wednesday is when we have trash day in my neighborhood. And he was like, it's Wednesday again. <laughs> and he, like, he's a very funny, my brother is like hyper, my, again, my family, if they choose to really embrace the intuition are like hyper on point and really, really can just be like magical fucking unicorns. And he was just, he was like, I can't even like, how is it already Wednesday again? Like time is just, it's crazy. It's it crazy. Is. And it's so, so crazy. I've been feeling it. And I'm like, 
every time like I'm doing work and I'm, you know, I'm obviously a lot of my stuff at night. And all of a sudden, like, I used to feel like I'd have like a, like a few hours to get things done. I'll look at the clock. And it's like 3 a.m. And I'm like, how? I was just doing something and it was 11. Like, you know, it's just like, it just flies. Like, it's just gone. Like, it's crazy how fast the time is just flying and going. It's, it's wild. Like I, I, um, yeah, I've been noticing that, um, that, that speed up and just the change and it's, um, it's, it's, it's so interesting. And, you know, you spoke about, um, you know, the galactics and, you know, Palladians and Arcturians, like we, I'll have to have you back to have a whole nother episode on that, but love since that. You talked, I mean, since you talked yeah. about it, can you talk a little bit about like, you know, what that is, who that is? Cause I know even some people who are very awake, who are like, I don't understand this space at all. And they're like trying to get into it. And then there's some people, it's funny, like one of my good friends, Lisa, I was telling her about my reading with you and she was like, oh my God, I have to hear it because she's so all about the galactic. So, and you know, I was even telling you when I was on the you know call with you last week, I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this is a whole new world for me. Like, yes, I feel like I'm awake and I'm heightened, but there's a lot that I'm like, whoa, what, huh? Like, you know, I'm still very much taking so much of that in. So like, can you share a little bit about that and and then what galactics are and, you know, what you said about, you know, Palladians and Arcturians and, and just kind of break it down a little bit for my audience. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> I channel a bunch of different um, beings from different places, from either, diff- you know, from different planets. A lot of the information I get is from, um, from the Pleiades, from, some wonderful Pleiadians who are, Pleiadians are basically, they're from, they're about 400 years in the future from like a light, 400 light years in the future from us. And they are them as Barbara Marciniak, as the peas that she channels uh, refer to themselves, they are our kin. And they were very involved in the, um, in a lot of the, like, the earth is a living library. And you asked me earlier about the Akasha and I got distracted by talking about something else. And what, what I, what I mean, and what I would say, like a lot of people who talk about the earth being a living library and being able to like utilize the Akashic records, which are basically just a a record of everything that's ever happened from your soul's perspective and to all life everywhere. And that's why when I was little, I could like tap into the information and somehow get an answer to something or know a thing. You know, I was on um, the number of things that I just will like hear about people and then they turn out to be totally real. And a lot of that is because of these like incredible galactic guardians who work with me, who have really shown me how I navigate through the Akasha. And right, so if you think of the Akashic records as like the most badass, cool, encyclopedic experience like that could possibly exist, a record of everything, the Pleiadians are very involved in helping to like keep those uh, basically be the keepers of those records and they are they have a lot of very beautiful funny wisdom to share and they can also be hyper serious and really earnest and kind of stern you know they're from the Taurus constellation they can be bossy bitches I am a double Taurus I know (laughs) 
that's like there's a there's a certain energy to the Pleiadian information, which is like very sing-songy and very silly, but it's also very serious. And so I like really understand that way. And the Arcturian information is super interesting because they are the beings from Arcturus are some of the most evolved beings in like our galaxy. And so their information is just super beautiful and it can almost feel sort of serious in a way, but it's also like the lightest, most beautiful, like the Arcturians, my guides who I channel, who are um, an Arcturian high council, they call themselves the the um, guardians of the galaxy, which I realize is also the name of a movie, <laughs> but, but they do, they call themselves the guardians of the galaxy. And so well, they don't show us, right. And I mean, in, you know, with TV and media entertainment, like, even though it's been something we've been entertained by, they always show us, right. Like they show us the truth recently in the last few years, like they always show you the truth, even though they make it be look like it's entertainment or it looks like it's just a coincidence. It's like, no, they're actually showing you. It is, isn't it? Why it's so wild. And you know, it's interesting because like when I was little, my family, um, when we it had to be sold eventually because of economic collapse, but we had a beach house that my great grandfather had built. And it was right on the Atlantic Ocean in Massachusetts. And I saw UFOs as a kid. My mom saw UFOs. My sister and my brother have seen UFOs. Like there is this way that like I was always more aware of the world, but like I saw UFOs flying out. Like our wow. the bedrooms were my right husband, up. Um, uh, my, my husband's mom's father saw a UFO a long time ago and said, and they tried to tell him because he worked in the government and they tried to tell him like he didn't and that it wasn't. And he was like, no, I know what I saw. And it was definitely a UFO. And, and it's interesting because he, you know, shared that with his, you know, daughter, who is Justin's mom, Mary Jane, my mother-in-law. And, you know, she has always um, studied and been, you know, very interested in angels and the other realms since like her high school years and tapped into so much. And it's just so interesting when you hear other people say like, yeah, you know, I saw UFOs too, because apparently like there were so many and so many that have seen and still do see and they're all called you know quote unquote crazy but it's like here we are having conversations with people who are like no I've seen them like 100% well you know I'm okay I this is an observation I feel like in many ways I am a galactic historian who's also like a weird earth anthropologist always like paying attention to everything and like doing a one woman study about like what's really going on in this planet. I swear to God that one of the reasons why so many intellectuals don't believe quote unquote in aliens is because of the fact that it's, it's a classist problem. I'm just going to call it out in this moment. People who are intellectuals do not know people who are in the military. If you know people who are in the military, they will tell you some crazy shit about what is really happening, about the things that they've seen, about like, there are just these ways that I feel like because of how, like, because of the way that especially Western culture functions, there is this idea that, oh, that's like anti-intellectual and stupid and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, actually, like, 
if you knew more people who are not just like you, then you would be able to hear that there are a lot of experiences that people live through that are really surreal and different from what we've been told. And people who have worked for the government and for the military will will tell you, I mean, I love, um, I don't know, have you ever watched on um, Gaia Cosmic Disclosure? My friend yeah. Elise got me like totally obsessed with it. Um, there's, the, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but um, there have been like various, um, various presenters over the course of it's been on for many seasons, but it's basically a show about the secret space program. And for years, they've been interviewing different people who have like worked with various militaries around the world. Um, they have a really interesting guy that they've been interviewing this season. I don't know if they're still interviewing him, but he works for the German government and he has been like essentially put on a disclosure mission himself. And so it's also super interesting because like these people, a couple of seasons ago, there were, um, there's a guy named Jason Rice, who's fascinating, who got interviewed a few seasons ago and it is just wild the things that people talk about and like sure on the one hand you could be like well those people are just crazy but then there's a point at which it's like are they having the mental breakdown and the delusion or are you because so many people are saying that a thing is real and you're basically like telling like you know what I'm saying there's just, yeah, you're just like oh no it's just conspiracy it's just conspiracy yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like really time for us to like open our eyes and open our hearts and really start to understand that even just from a logical perspective again, there's just the human arrogance that we would be the only life that exists is honestly <laughs> laugh. It's laughable. It's totally laughable at this point. It's like, yeah, that's probably not true. And if you read anything like um, the Pleiadians are so fascinating because there are a lot of like Native American cultures and places from around the planet where people will say like, we, you know, our ancestors were from the Pleiades. And so there's also historical record, both from like oral traditions that have handed been handed down and from cultures that are not like a Western narrative that address a lot of this stuff about like the, the galactic citizenship as it were, you know, like there are how many different, especially when you look at things from like ancient Egypt, for example, right? Like, so there are so many gods and goddesses and people who were in, who were, um, who were kings and queens during those times who do not look anything like what we perceive humans to look like. They have heads that are not shaped like ours. They have features, right? Like Hathors have like this like cow-like beauty. And there are just these ways that it's like, maybe I guess that if you really want to double dog down on saying that that was just, you know, an artistic choice, right? But there's a point at which it's like, Ah, except that it has happened for so long and there's so much evidence, I guess, is just that's my like hyper long winded way of saying there's a lot of evidence that these things are real and exist and that not just our government, but that the governments around the world have known about this for a long time. And I think it's going to be hard for the people who are really like stuck in believing 
the narrative that like whatever the the current narrative I think it is going to become like harder and harder and I think that people are going to feel it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to admit that like we were being lied to in the ways that we've been being lied to and it's it is much more pleasant right to be like well i'm gonna pretend that none of that stuff is real like it can't be real it's too crazy right oh it's too crazy well no kidding right of course it's fucking crazy it's not like i enjoy being (laughs) you know it's not like any of us who are awake as it were are like well that was a fun rabbit hole to fall down you know about any you could fill in the blank with like any of the horrible things that have been happening on this planet for a very long time it's not like those are it's not like that stuff is pleasant or like I want it to be real either but there is a point at which if I tap into what I believe to be true and if I tap into the records and I really feel into what I know the truth feels like versus what I know lies and falsehoods feel like because they feel different to me in my body I start to realize that a lot of these conspiracies actually no matter how horrible they might feel to hear and to like have to admit right because part of it I feel like what we're up against right now is that we have shame we have a lot of collective shame about the things that we have enabled basically right we've been a planet of enablers and when you have to stop and when you stop enabling whether you stop enabling yourself or your family or whomever the government it doesn't matter there is a certain amount of just like oh it's really ugly you like see these things about yourself that you hate that you don't want to confront which circles back to the you know reality of how the spiritual path is not always going to feel good it's not always going to be pleasant but at the end of the day you're going to start to experience a sense of inner calm and stillness that does not exist when you are not tapping into the truth. That's so true. And, you know, it's so interesting you say that about that real inner peace, that real sense of truth, what your heart aligns with, what resonates, because it's crazy, like for myself, even as crazier as things get, as I learn more, as I go down further rabbit holes, as I awaken to so much more and I'm like, oh my God, there's more, there's more. <laughs> like, it's just like, holy shit, there's more. And at first I'm like, oh my God, and I'm, you know, I'm exhausted by it. And I'm just like, whoa, can I go back to sleep? Like ignorance was bliss. Like there is a part of me that I definitely feel the more I go through this, the more I awaken, the more I unlearn, the more I go deeper and the more I trust in God and that trust fall that you spoke about, the more I do find this inner peace and this kind of just as much as there's so much chaos going on around me, as much as I'm seeing it and I'm observing it and I try not, of course, take it in. Sometimes I do, but I try to observe and I see, oh my God, this is happening. Oh my God, this has been revealed. Oh my God, this came out. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. You know, like today I was looking at um, um, DHS, um, you know, whistleblower came out and said that, you know, that there's very real evidence to, you know, the trafficking rings, which I already knew this and I already knew so much of what was going on, but like 
today a DHS insider, you know, blew the whistle on, you know, the international child sex trafficking gangs and the rings and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, it's like, it's so wild, you know, when you hear these things and you, you know, read them and you see them. And again, you want to just be like, oh, that's not true. Oh, that can't be. Oh, logically, like that doesn't compute with my brain. But it's true when you do like really awaken and you open yourself up and you do trust and you just trust in what you're feeling versus what you're being told all of a sudden you're like okay this is crazy but somehow this feels right and like this feels like the truth yeah yeah and like and and when you can I feel like one of the hardest things that we're up against in terms of the the mass you know the the like full eight billion people truly waking up is that it's really hard most people are good. Most people cannot. I mean, I'm witnessing friends of mine that I have loved forever who think I have lost my mind because of the stuff that I'm talking about. And I'm like, I get it. It's a lot easier. Like you said, ignorance is bliss. And there is a beauty to being like, no, that's too insane. It can't be real. Those people are crazy. Well, I get it. It's not pleasant to have to like own the fact that there is a lot more chaos and there is a lot more corruption and there is a lot more ugliness than most people could ever. It's like, of course, they think the stuff that's coming out is totally crazy because they're good people who actually do care about other people and cannot imagine not for a minute the kind of cruelty an insanity that permeates most systems that we experience on this planet, whether it's money or education, there's just so much ugliness that is at the, like, you, you can think of it as like the top or the bottom. <laughs> it's like coming up from a lot of different angles. And so I get it. Like, I super get that desire to be like, I'm going to put my earmuffs on. I'm going to go hide my head in the sand and pretend that none of this is happening. And if I just say it enough, you know, and if I just cut everyone out of my life who doesn't think the same thing as me, then I'll never, like, I, I really, I really get that. I, I appreciate why people would want to do that. And what I can say from my own life is all of the chaos and all of the turmoil in a weird way set me up for success right now. And I, it sounds totally insane, but I've said it to my brother like a hundred times in the past year. There is a benefit to having basically no family because as much as I've disappointed and horrified a lot of my friends, it doesn't, you know, it's not like, like I've already been estranged from a lot of my family for a long time. So people can think whatever they want about me. But one thing that I did really learn from an early age is like, there is, things can change in a heartbeat and we have to stay flexible and we have to stay dynamic and we have to uh, we have to start really feeling things because it's true what you were talking about about that like way of really tapping into what the truth feels like it is gonna be the thing it's horrible and it's ugly and people need to move it along to be perfectly honest the shame that people feel both now and i'm just gonna 
I'm going to say it. I think that a lot more people, as we roll it through the rest of this year and into the time that is coming, these things, the earth herself does not hold these frequencies anymore. So these things are ending. They're ending. They're ending. <laughs> and as part of that, we cannot allow ourselves to get bogged down in the shame. We have to just say, wow, we really fucked up as a collective. We really gave away our self-sovereignty. We really made a lot of mistakes and we let systems start to control us that did not have our best interest. It did not have the best interest of the planet. And it really fucking sucks and it's ugly. And it's time to move on. It's important to acknowledge that these things are happening and that they're real, but it's also really a time at this point for solutions. It's a time for us to be able to say, okay, that sucked, <laughs> what was happening? What is my brightest dream? What do I want the world to look like? Like I spend a lot of time in prayer. I always have. I spend hours, literally hours every day meditating and praying and envisioning the future. And it's like, I know what I don't want the world to be like, but what if I spend time putting to words and to images and to feeling the things that I want? Like I want huge open spaces for people, like giant community gardens and orchards that are open to the public, like huge like fruit forests. Like we have so much opportunity. What if we started teaching kids to their gifts? What if we started like viewing people as individuals and we, we went in the way of like acknowledging the beautiful ways we're different in systems of medicine and systems of education and systems of finance and money? Because it, this, this thing of trying to like make people fit into a specific box and have that be the only option, it doesn't work. It clearly hasn't worked. We're a mess. <laughs> we are sick and we are like, there's just so much illness on this planet, environmental devastation. Like the one thing for sure that I can say is that the ways that we have attempted to fix things have not worked. So it's time to start sorting out some really good solutions. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, geez, oh, God. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, you spoke about obviously all the, you know, different life that's here, you know, besides ourselves. So many people will say, you know, oh, like when I talk about it, like, oh, you know, aliens, you know, can't be real or, you know, oh, you know, they're not good or, you know, all those different things. I just want to hear from you as someone who, you know, very much channels all of that, picks up on all those different realms. To you, the aliens are good, correct? Yes. The aliens that work with me, the beings from other planets that work with me are all like truly of the most beautiful, highest vibration. Now there are, there are intergal, there are galactic races that do not have our best interest at heart. There are a lot of things that we're going to start to realize as we basically reintegrate into galactic society. We're going to learn a lot of hard truths about things that were actually happening here. Um, I feel like, okay, so I've been listening to this book. Um, what is it called? It's, hold on, I want to actually get the name of it correct. Um, it's written by a guy, it's on Audible. I cannot, um, 
it's so good. It's written by a guy who was actually involved in like Hollywood in some capacity. His name is um is Craig Campobasso. And I've been listening to this awesome book that he wrote, which is called um, The Extraterrestrial Species Almanac. And that goes through and it like details in just awesome, awesome clarity. It also has like a PDF that comes with it that shows like different like drawings and images of different races. And it's fascinating because there are as many different kinds of star beings as there are people and there are good ones and bad ones. And what I would say about the negative galactic influence is that things happen for a reason when we get comfortable from a from a you know in in many ways when we as humans get comfortable we stop learning we stop moving and so from a from a broader perspective from like the fact that spirit really came here to experience everything and by here i mean just like life in general no matter where it is on this planet or anywhere so there are reasons why dark forces exist you know this planet itself is very very much a, a place of polarity like even as we move into a much more beautiful sense of stewardship as we clean up the, the, you know, the places and the systems that are no longer in integrity and perhaps never were. Um, we are going to start to see a lot of things change, but there will still be polarity on this planet. Like that is one of the ways that we learn from an earth perspective, but that book is totally awesome. I highly recommend listening to it. It's You'll have super- to tell me or have Lydia tell me for when this comes out so I can put it in the show notes for everyone. Oh my God. It's so-, so many great books and different people. We'll have to put them in the show notes so that, you know, I can have people check them out and go find them. So don't worry guys, everything will be in the yeah. show notes. And Andrea, I know we could like literally talk for hours. Oh my God, I have to talk to you forever. Into a <laughs> two-part episode. Like I'm going to have to break oh this up God. for people I so that they you. can take this in pieces um, because I feel it's funny. Like I, I had um, one other episode. Do you know who um, S.A. Smith is from A Girl in the Universe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, she was yeah. on my show. She's awesome. <laughs> and she, her and I had to do two, two uh, episodes because it was just That's like, so funny. there was so much good stuff. And I was like, okay, I can't cut any of it out, but like, there's no way I could put this long episode out. Cause I'll lose my, my listeners. Um, yeah. cause you know, the, 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 they maybe listen for a half hour to an hour, <laughs> um, oh my God. but I mean, I'll have to have you back to talk about so much more of this, but but overall, what you're speaking to the aliens, like overall, they are here to help us. They're here to uplift and ascend yeah. humanity. They they yeah. want us to do well. Like people should yeah. not be fearful of them. What they've, again, told us, taught us, shown us in media is not true. No, no, they really do want to help us. They really, 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 really want to help us. And again, that like... I think if we can really open our hearts to the fact that the world is a lot bigger than we ever imagined and we can move through the fear of change, right? Because growing is uncomfortable. I I have said it a ton, especially in the past year. I get literal growing pains from like ascension <laughs> symptoms, you know? I will get these like pains that I haven't experienced since I was going through puberty, like shin splints and blinding headaches and like the 
these ways that as we start to move forward and we expand, like the growth is not always comfortable. It doesn't always feel good. In fact, it often feels terrible. But if we can just like realize that it's happening for a reason and that there is something way way better on the flip side, right? That's the thing is like, if you can start to ask for the help and you can start to call, I do these crazy sessions for people um, called a celestial soul retrieval where I like call home people's star families and their ancestors. It is wild the stuff that comes through. And it is just amazing because every, certainly like, I channel a lot of Pleiadian information, for example, and so that often comes up because people who are part of my star family are often very influenced by that. The same with like Arcturian information. But then there are these other things that it's just so wild to like see the things that come forward and the beings that are actually here to help us. The amount of ancestral support that we have, my God, like once people pass into spirit, everything changes. Even people who had you might have had a complicated relationship with someone in your family, but once they go to the other side, they're again, they're looking at things from above. And, and so we're able to tap into these realms, the fairy realm, the earth herself. Like there are these ways that we are able to become far more grounded. And part of the way that we can get there is by going super, super high into the woo. So it seems almost like, how would that possibly like make you feel more grounded to go that far into the stars as it were? But it does, it like comes full circle because you're like, okay, now I understand what like my intuition is actually telling me. I'm listening to those messages. I'm doing yeah, as much as possible. We all, you know, we, right. <laughs> we all go. Right, right, right. But yeah, however much we allow ourselves to tap into essentially. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say they really do want to help and just be clear. Like if you are interested in starting to communicate more with your guides and with your ancestral family, I think the most important thing to do is to just always make sure you're stating the intention, whether it's out loud or it's in your head or your heart, that everyone that you call to help you, everyone who you were communicating with from like a spirit or galactic perspective, that you are only available for your highest, brightest good and for the beings who have come here to really help guide us into the golden age. And, and, and imagine almost a like bubble of love or something around you protecting yourself from any untoward influence. Okay. Because it, it does really, it, it really shifts things because if you can, if you can do that work, which again, and, and falling into the spiritual path also helps you to be able to like tighten those boundaries up and be more aware of energies and things, but you start to notice things like as you start to be more aware of those energies, you, you, and I know, you know what I'm talking about too, because like you start to feel things differently. Like when you're in public, like you'll go into a certain place and you'll just be like, oh no, nope. I cannot be in this place, this place, like yep. whatever, a store totally. or a restaurant or whatever. Oh, yeah. And you just can like feel that things are very misaligned and off. And, and I mean, the number of times when I am told to like, 
get out of a place, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing. And it's like, you start to be able to feel those subtleties in a much bigger way. And then you're able to like, take care of yourself and protect yourself and your energy and like, keep those boundaries up in a much more consistent, steady in way, essentially. Yeah. I love that. It's it's true. It's again, going back to intuition, right. And being open to it and receiving it and listening to what actually feels right and doesn't versus what's being told to you, which I think has been a very consistent message this whole time we've been speaking and, and even from your guides and, you know, it's so important for everyone. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for being here and for sharing and, and just everything that you channeled and you shared for the collective. And, you know, it was just so awesome. Tell us where we can find you follow you if they want to reach out to you, you know, for readings, any kind of sessions, helping people do the work, any kind of stuff, you know, how they can. And if there's anything else you want to leave, you know, the collective with, you know, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I have my freebie is really good. My freebie is a free sound healing. It's a free sound and energy healing to support people in physical and emotional weight loss it's for everybody. It doesn't matter what your physical body looks like. You can sign, if you go to my website, which is, um, we are here to remember.com. I know it's wordy, but it was, it was, the name was told to me and it's, um, the number two. So it's, we are here, the number two mm-hmm. remember.com. Um, if you go to my website, you can sign up for my freebie. You'll get on my mailing list. I have a bunch of different awesome containers that people can do. I just started doing these wonderful once a month, like awesome ceremonies. I'm calling them a night of angelic alchemy. I'm going to be doing them on um, one Friday night a month starting. Uh, well, I just did one last week, but I'm going to be doing those there. So it's kind of, it's good because at this point I have a lot of like, I have really high ticket offers. I have super accessible stuff. I have a really nice mix of things. Um, so yeah, my website is great. And then Instagram, um, I'm at C witchery, um, on both Instagram and clubhouse. And, um, I have an awesome Facebook group, which is super fun and I encourage anybody to join. So yeah, find me book a session with me. I, one thing I really, really want to just encourage everyone, whether it's me or some other person, If you are getting the call to find a spiritual mentor, to find an energy healer, to find these like people who can help facilitate your journey, even if it seems totally fucking crazy and totally outside of anything (laughs) you've ever done before, it's time to listen. It it's time to just be like, okay, I heard this kooky woman who calls herself the queen of the cosmos on, you know, Allie Levine's show. And I booked a session with her and then my life was never the same again, because that's the thing is like when you can listen, cause again, it all goes back to the, like you're hearing, you're hearing the things and then can you follow through on them? Can you take those risks? Cause um, yeah, if you are feeling the call to work with me, come and find me, shoot me an email. You can get in touch with me from my website. Um, yeah, let me know how that light language sat. And I can't wait to hear from people because I know my work is, my work is not like anything that anyone has experienced 
ever experienced. It's every single person who does sessions with me is like, well, I've never experienced anything like that. Like, I don't even know what that was because I'm like channeling the stars and I'm channeling people's ancestors and I'm like channeling gods and goddesses and I'm doing sound healing and I've channeled singing. And I'm like, like, it's just this really wild, very fast paced, very like fluid, crazy trust fall. And I am also hyper psychic and I can see a lot about people's potential. So especially now, as we are moving out of these systems, taking care of us, and we are having to really rely on ourselves way more than we ever have. And we're going to continue. It's really important that you pay attention to those whispers, which again, like if you're getting the whisper that you need to jump and take that spiritual leap, there are so many resources available. Come and find me. Um, there are just, there's, there's a lot of help available. So I can't wait. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I just love you so much. You are an absolute darling. And I feel really, I knew this conversation was going to be hyper powerful, but it was like, it it was amazing. So thank you, Allie. Oh, thank you. Well, it was amazing. And guys, I mean, there's so much, I'm sure you're going to get out of this episode. There's so much I'm sure you're going to question and do research and everything else. But I think, again, that big message of what Andrea really said is like really, you know, tap into you, rely on you way more, start exiting out of systems that you're in, you know, even if it's little by little to really, you know, own yourself and to do the work and to really ask yourself and your heart what resonates and what feels good versus what we've been told or what we've been taught. And Andrea, thank you so much again for being here, guys. Everything will be in the show notes. And cheers till next time, guys. Keep being the light. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired. 